just turn my brain off and say hey this isn't canon <laughs> this isn't a thing i did i mean i didn't care about witcher i never played Witcher. i never read witcher the first season was all right for what it was going in blind i didn't really care but i didn't bother with the second season because again i didn't care it didn't grab me and it didn't hate you know it was just there i like second season more but yeah it's 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 me it's okay it's like a five out of ten right it's just like it it, it is mediocre but the creature design in it mwah, that's 10 out of 10. and i'd watch henry cavill play just about any role he's awesome <laughs> also he's also we fight about this next week or do we have a topic because i would fight like about to fight that next about week. this next week thank you yeah. All right. I guess you have to come back. How the hell is it five out of ten? Give me a break. <laughs> You're right. It's a three out of ten. Is that what we're going with? Like a seven at a minimum. Like at a minimum. I'd say season oh. one was a six. I'd give season two at least a seven and a half or an eight. I don't know. I, as far as like, if you're not comparing it to the book, I think. Which again, I'm not beholden to the Witcher books. I didn't even finish the series because it kind of lost me. But mm. you know. Yeah. Mike's got to come back, and we're gonna argue about that. Welcome to the Dresden Files podcast this week. That's why all you people are actually here, allegedly. Are we on? I We're about to lay down the law. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex just goes live on the dot. Doesn't matter what we're talking about. Or she after the, the dot. If we're Although we're past the threshold now, so we can curse. Yeah, so fuck all y'all. Just because I can't. <laughs> we're a minute and a half in. Here's our love and in inclusion. <laughs> Yeah, we never claimed to have that. That's not on the masthead. No, this is about suffering and pain and disappointment and cuss words. But so please subscribe to our Patreon, <laughs> and we will do all of that on our Discord on a daily basis, as opposed to just once a week. You can get to call us names there if you want to, and we'll take it because you're paying us. It's great. Yeah, yeah, we are we are pretty easy when it comes to that. So Mike has graced us with his presence again because I really wanted to ask people who were not so into the niche of Dresden, who have more uh, outward adventures, an opinion of the law, because we get so tied into it. Like, of course we like it. And I need to know, like, someone needs to be the canary to me. Like, was this good? Was this bad? Please tell us your opinions. Uh, well, you know, I know about as much of Dresden Files as like zero of the people here, uh, because I read it really fast and I read it when did Battleground was a year or two ago since Battleground. Yes. I don't even know. Yes. Years all bleed together. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, you know, hey, they said, hey, do you want to come on and talk about the law? And I said, hey, I like great Kool-Aid. Why not? <laughs> there you go. Did yeah, I like it? Is that, is that the question? I yeah, I mean, some people have been a little. I, I, as much as I, I, I have a saying with novellas and short stories, where I don't really like them because I feel like right when it's getting going, it ends. You know, uh, it's like it's cool to be back in this universe and seeing these characters again. Uh, and then I like put the book down. I was like, "What do you mean? I'm sixty eight percent done. I just started reading it." You know, so uh, that's kind of rough. But I, I don't know if uh, a, an episode of Law and Order is exactly what I wanted after Battleground, and I kind of feel like what this is. But I didn't have a real problem with it or anything. It's, Cool to see the character again. I bit you know, I think I just want, you know, Dresden 18 like everybody, right? Yeah, I mean that is that is the criticism I have also heard repeated the most is how it it doesn't really fit following battlegrounds from mm. the people who are like outside, like because we we're just like more dress any Dresden, which is like, yeah, yeah, give it to us. Mm. But then you know, it does like uh, I watched uh, Daniel Green's review of it, and he was he it's like you know, he, he sees it from outside from like a, an author perspective. It makes sense, right? You're saving all the aftermath of Battleground for the actual next book, but it's so just but so the, the law kind of just feels oddly suspended, like he's not really well, dealing with anything that happened in Battlegrounds. Not really, it's, it's just I was gonna, it's gonna say, I think turning blue, yeah, I think. Um... Christmas Eve no, was it? What was the Molly one? Christmas Eve. Good people. Good people. Good people. Wasn't right. Good people. E and Christmas Eve. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, but I think those handled it a little better because they were, you know, insular to the one person doing the one activity. Um, so I think people who now read essentially a day in the life of Dresden in the aftermath are going to feel kind of whelmed about this because it's you know, it's not committing enough to it because it can't. And then there's also, I mean, you're always going to get the people who are like, no, just do more magic. And I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> but, you know. I mean, I'm an easy sell. If it has Marcone in it, I'm usually going to like it. And I did like their parts. I love the spoilers are okay here, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I kind of like their 
begrudging respect they had for one another in this. I think that's probably my favorite part of this whole story was was whenever basically whenever Marcone and, and, and Harry are interacting, I'm I'm usually all aboard. And I think that was probably my favorite parts of mm-hmm. this. When he when he's just straight up gave him props for pulling one over on him, you know, to get the castle, and he's like, "Hey, good job." And he, Harry's like, "Excuse me." <laughs> yeah, um, I I don't know. It's funny just listening to your guys's critique. It's not even really criticism, I think, but like, I it almost could have been solved by being elsewhere. Like, if it had been released after the next book, it doesn't seem like it would have it would be so bad, right? Because I'm sure the next book is going to deal with a lot of that. It's going to deal with the aftermath of, of Lara and all of that stuff. Um, you know, so like, I think this is great in the Dresden files, but you're right. Like, you know, smoldering embers of, of ash and debris are just like right here around the corner, but we're not dealing with anything that heavy. We're dealing with this small story, which was kind of the point as well. You know, like it, it's kind of a, a recovery thing for Dresden, mm-hmm. you know, like he just got his ass kicked a month ago. Like sure he won, but at what cost, you know, and, and all of that stuff. And we get, little tastes of that, you know, mm-hmm. as he talks about his routine in the opening couple of paragraphs and stuff, but, but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't feel like taken off guard by how abbreviated it was. Like it wasn't dealing with a, a external things. Like Maggie isn't mentioned at all. The carpenters are mentioned briefly, but they're not like in it. It's we're not dealing with the entirety of the problem that we will see in 12 months. And I felt like almost like having read little things kind of prepared me for what to expect in the law because it, it was a, a very small snapshot of like the dangers are still there. The castle's kind of running, but they're, they have tarps everywhere uh, and, and everything's still like having to figure itself out. I didn't feel like something was missing, but people have been saying, but like, seriously, where was Maggie? She wasn't being mentioned in any way. Is she living at the castle? Is she still living at the carpenters? Where was Bonnie or anything else like that? As like some of that's kind of like missing. It feels like like the presence of Maggie should have been talked about, but a lot of the rest of it is like we're just not dealing with the rest of Chicago. It's like well, of course not, because we're dealing with this tiny little case, and that mm. was exactly what was written on the tin. Right, I get that. Well, I feel like if Laura was mentioned in the book, I don't remember it at all. I, they I were like mentioning that, that they be... have to litigate the details. Yeah, of their date. yeah, they have to go on their okay. first date. Okay. Right. So I was like, I would yeah. be thinking that like we were in Harry's head, he'd be thinking about, oh yeah, and I've got this ticking clock here, you know. So. Oh, oh. Yeah, and Maps got lawyers. Yeah, I didn't need it to prove like the main storyline. I know how a short story works. It's to me just kind of feels like when you have like this big major revelation in X Files, and then the next week it would do Monster of the Week that made like you could miss it, it'd been fine. It's kind of mm-hmm. right. Like, it wasn't it wasn't a bad time, but you know, it's nothing I'm going to be like, yeah, oh my god, just... you've got to read the law right now. You know, <laughs> it was a time. Yeah, a time. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and certainly compared to something like, um, was it? cold case or yeah mm-hmm. cold case was molly's story right where mm-hmm. i felt like that one actually brought in world building and brought in a facet of the universe that we haven't seen before this this one you could sure you could infer right you could infer this is a day in the life of dresden based off of everything else you would know about the the series by this point if you've read everything you know well, but, how many short stories have have you did you do the complete the like the the two books that are all the short stories together, or almost all the short stories, make. It's probably the part where you kick me off the show. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> uh, I read, when I read, I wasn't reading while I was reading the series proper, and after I read um, Changes, everyone was like, "You need to read Aftermath, though, because it's kind of like the post-credit scenes of that." And I read it, and right. I thought it was okay. I I didn't feel one way about it or the other, and so mm-hmm. then I just kind of never really went back i have the same guys where i cannot listen to audiobooks and i know that james marshers does the audiobooks but everybody has to tell me that every time okay. i tell them it's, it's just an add thing I, I don't have reading add but i have listening add it comes with kids guys you've learned to block out stuff but you can't turn that off so i tried because i had an audible credit i tried to listen to whichever the first of the short story collections was whichever the first side jobs i tried listening to it and i was like into the third case and i was like i couldn't tell you anything that had just happened and I was like, okay, I'm just going to read it physically. And I just never have. I just never went back. To it. So I mean, because what I was going to bring up, uh, what I think is true in the law, and it's true in a lot of these these uh, short short stories, which I which I I like is, you know, the Dresden Files main books. It's always the worst week of Harry's year, right? It's yeah. always like shit, shit hits <laughs> the fan, and Harry gets challenged. And but a lot of these short stories where it involves Harry's these like 
all these other little things that happen in the universe, we actually get to see Harry as m more competent, or at least not me meeting as as large enemies or as large foes. So he he actually gets to seem like more of a badass, which is which I really enjoy uh, in a lot of those stories. Like he, it's not a harrowing problem. That where he's like short of sleep and has to hit up Burger King for to refuel. It's just you know doing a little little something, and I find I find them quite delightful. Yeah, I'm, same I with the low. I should have because I know that when I was first talking about peace talks on the channel, I got grilled because I had no idea who River Shoulders was. You know, and I'm like, oh yeah, these things happen. You know, so, I should have. I probably will. I mean, I don't. As far as I know, we have no date for the next Dresden book, so I'll be. Right, needing some Dresden files in my life before then. It's so. totally last January. Yeah, that's that's what we were told before. So it was like, stop telling us stupid shit, guys. Like, if you don't know, if he didn't tweet it, yeah. don't tell us. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, if you guys don't know, I don't imagine some rando Nothing on on Reddit's gonna know. So. Yeah, we're an authority. We're, we're professionals. We're, you guys have. I, know. I know you guys can text Jim right now, and he probably jump we, on yeah. and be like, "Guys, we know up? like second or third. Like, I think, yeah, I think Jim's cat knows before us, and then you know, like, yeah, that was good. Jim's cat. He's actually a ghostwriter. Yeah, that's the one behind it all. Is he really writing a Cinder Spiders book before the next dress? Is that true? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah he likes to switch old. off, so he's like, still working on the Cinder Spiders. You guys like Cinder Spires? Yes, never I did. I, I love it. I think it's very good. And I'm, I, I've tried his other series, Codex Alera, and I cannot get into that. I'm gonna Thank try you. It. That was where I was leading with this, guys. I just tried yes. Codex Alera. I couldn't even make it through book two. I was like, this I, is just... I, book two was my yeah. favorite yeah. Exactly the same for me, Mike. I did book one, and then I think I've tried book two three or four times, and halfway through every time I'm like, I cannot anymore, and I just put it away, and I don't know why. I think this is the episode where we finally kill Justin. He's going to have an aneurysm. He has not that book either. Yeah, oh, you didn't I, I, I did. No, I'm no. the only one that's read the Codex Lyra here, apparently, and liked mm -hmm. it. I, I don't understand. I mean, book two was my favorite, so that's why I feel very disconnected. It's, it's just meh. Whatever. Mm -hmm. And I've heard it gets, oh, it gets so good in book three. I'm like, I shouldn't have to read two, 1,400 pages yeah, to, I've to, never to, been a fan for of the that. story to get good. You know, so. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. They they say that about Dresden too, and yeah. but I just and picked I it up randomly one day in a Borders, and I read the first book, and then I kept going because I enjoyed it enough. And even though yes, it does get stronger and it does get better, I'm never going to be the person that tells you, yeah, pick up Deadbeat just because you can do it's slightly able to jump mm -hmm. into the world that way. So no, yeah. read it from the beginning. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Right. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, read it from the, the first two books were good. The third book was great. You know, like that's the difference. It. To me, anyway, like, sure, you know, we've talked about it, like, I liken it to picking your favorite Firefly episode, right? Look, man, there's only 15 of them. You're going to have to pick somebody's going to be the least favorite episode. Right. That doesn't mean I didn't like it, you know, like, so yeah, Stormfront, Full Moon, I, I hate aspects of those books or whatever. Doesn't mean that I didn't love them because I kept going. And then in book three, you're like, this is fantastic. On first know? read, I didn't have so. a problem with it. But I think if I went back, knowing how the heights the series reach now, it might seem kind of like you know season one of buffy where it's like yeah it had potential you know yeah <laughs> right you can you can you can see the uh the the bones but yeah. they're pretty visible bones <laughs> the meat yeah. is not quite there yet but yeah if you read it enough to like it didn't mean to detract from the law sorry no it's <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> Cinder well it's i think it, it you know to bring it back to that a lot of those short stories that we were just talking about, even when you can see Harry being more of a badass, like Andreas said, this one was pretty small on that by comparison. I mean, again, it doesn't have to be all magic and action all the time. But when essentially your one scene with that is a spiritual bear chasing you around and you don't really even do anything about it, it's. I, I feel like even the casual people are going to be like, wait. I don't even get to see him fight. Didn't that happen really? in Death Masks? But they're like a big giant bear that chased him in Death Masks. Yeah, but that was a physical one. It was a Denarian. Okay. Right. I, was, so I, was, I was like, wait a second. I feel like I've seen this before. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, so they're ancient spirits. I'm yeah. I'm sure you know that's There's a some fairly crystal. common thing, like like wolves and that sort of thing. But he did blow it up with dynamite. What what more do you want, E.G.? Yeah. Like I, again, I. I, I was perfectly happy with the law. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was there. I accept it. I like that it exists. 
But if you're talking about most people, (laughs) if you talk about most people and what their complaints are going to be about this, you know, it's going to be things like this. Something that I do love is how they're explain how he's showing how they're going to try to explain away what happened in Battleground with the heebie-jeebies right. they're, they're yeah. calling it. I thought yeah, that, that was, was a little... Like, that yeah. was pretty good. So I love that he was <laughs> you know, about the fuego in the face and he's just like, ah, whatever. And he has no idea what to do because the guy isn't intimidated by it. I think it was because, because right. like you said, I don't do the audiobooks. I do reading. So listening to that accent, do the heebie-jeebies, I was like, no, stop oh, that. Is it bad? <laughs> no, 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 no. Please don't do that. <laughs> Uh, don't I, tell me I, that's I like how you're that accent, that away. actually no, no, it's, it's an on-brand accent one, right? it fits but it's just i can't did jim read this one is that, yes, that right? yes 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 yeah how do you do besides that voice yeah. i mean <laughs> again being not an audiobook person i i got through it and i was it was it was fine it was fun uh, to Jim's listen to his version. Bob is not Marster's version of Bob, but uh, <laughs> otherwise he was—he did pretty good with most of them. Like he—he he couldn't handle Mab's accent very well. He said so. He had to just whisper. Which I—I I didn't yeah, find that did. distracting. creepy anything. whisper. That, that was that was a little odd to me too. He was already not doing the voice. I mean, I hear people different. It would probably be the same as if, if I ever listened to James's readings. These are not going to sound like they do in my head, but. Hearing him whisper mad, I was like, oh, I had to pause and laugh for a minute there. <laughs> he did. I've never I did like these were like young adults or anything like that. Don't get me wrong, but was no, there no. a whole lot more fucks in this book than usual? Like he doesn't usually use the F word this much, does he? I mean, it doesn't bother me. I was just like, maybe it's because you're dealing yeah. with like this, this mafia guy, I guess. I bet it was just like, man, there's a lot I, of F bombs in this. Didn't even notice. But, I yeah. mean, it's hard for me to notice considering how I talk. But yeah, I think there was an update yeah. specifically because of um, Trip. He said most yeah. of them. So I was going to say because usually character. Harry's curses are the you know yeah. the hell's bells and stuff. Hey, like well, because he how are you going to bomb every once in a while? Yeah, right. How are you going to convey that he's a mobster if he doesn't say it? Hey, this fucking guy, I'm fucking walking here. <laughs> you know. Just... <laughs> oh. That was the other problem. It was taking place in Jersey. We didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I read Joe Abercrombie who and, and Jay Kristoff who uses F words to describe their F words, so it, it didn't bother me. I was just saying that. Okay, you like, kind of wow, sold me on reading some of those now. Like, Jim might be grumpy you... now. So. Alex, please read some Joe Abercrombie. I, I have bet. read at least one of his books. It just like it didn't clearly it left its mark. But, uh, well, some to... of it did, but like they, as I had to go find the second one, I was just like. I don't care that much right now, so I haven't gotten back to yeah. it. In man, you made it through Codex Alera, but not the first law. Whew. Yeah. The the first law, or the blade itself, was uh, it's something I had to like work and put a lot of effort into keep reading. More the like Codex Alera, I just kind of devoured, but there was like six understand. years in between those. I read yeah. Codex Alera when <laughs> I was a teenager. Maybe them. that's why. Flip them and reverse them. That's that's kind of where I'm at. Hey, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, one thing's for everyone, like I always say. If if you also want the best audiobooks I've ever listened to, then there's the first law books. I know Mike yeah. has, doesn't really do audiobooks, <clears throat> but he is so good the narrator. It's unreal. I've listened to some samples. It's pretty amusing. He has a really good Glock the voice. Yeah, yeah, I love the the the, the detail like he does with because Glock is a character who's missing a lot of teeth, and when Glock thinks, Glock thinks in his own voice w- with teeth. When Glock speaks, you can hear he doesn't have any teeth. Which I think is just a great detail. <laughs> but yeah, side tangent to the law. But yeah, you should. You that's going to happen with me a lot. Sorry, I, I do that. No, that, that's what we do here. That's <laughs> like it's a, a three and a half hour tangents, novella. Yeah. We're in part two of probably four to discuss this novella because of our tangents. <laughs> when it's going to be like another year or two before we get. Another I was going to say, yeah, we're gonna, <laughs> eventually. <laughs> Where we the got void part. Uh, that to me. When I was reading Codex Alera, I, I felt like I didn't need it to be. I, I'm not like I didn't need it to be an MCU movie. I didn't need jokes every five seconds for it to feel like. I just felt like what I always liked about Dresden Files when everything got super serious, you always had a good crack. Like the I like grape Kool Aid kind of thing. In this it actually kind of made me laugh a lot. That's what I felt like was missing from Codex Alera. So I, I feel like the humor is still you know properly timed in mm-hmm. this. So I'm trying to think of things that I, I liked a lot. I didn't dislike anything. It just it was just fine like 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 you said just it just kind of exists it's yeah. fine it's cool i feel that, like rising that, to the level of dislike for this is having too strong an opinion on it mm. that might be why i like uh the synthesis bias more than than trying to read codex alera it is definitely there's more quippiness in in the synthesis buyers than there is in in codex alera from what it's i remember it's kind of a cheat code to be able to always you know make star wars references and stuff in your book when you can't do that in a, a time period fantasy book you know so. that is true <clears throat> 
Uh, what did you think about the the introduction of uh, Dresden's lawyer, which was my favorite new thing from this series, uh, this little novella? I think it's neat how he always finds people that are like, I won't do it for anything. And he's like, he just he always has like the magic word that makes me like, damn it, okay, I'll do it for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I think if anything, that's his superpower. Well, because it works on him all the time. Mm. Mm-hmm. It worked with her. I I'm mean, you, that's, exact, that's why he got hired in the first place. It's like, oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> so. I mean, yeah, it was the same thing. It was just a description of like, well, there's a woman in trouble. And a few extra words, okay, I'll do it. And the same thing, go to, to Max. Like, well, there's a woman in trouble, and you're the only one who can do it. Therefore, okay, fine. It's their yeah, very and, kind. And, and Bob wants to know if she's going to get naked. I mean, these are always yeah. a constant. And can you pay the lawyers with sex? good it's not this one i think i think for bob that's the only like functional currency yeah that he would that he understands i mean it's probably better for us all that he doesn't understand the financial system most likely i mean that's something i gotta like gotta bring up for jim sometime if he comes on again giving bob access to the internet what was he thinking that's just a recipe for disaster. I mean, what Jim was thinking is that well, eventually Harry needs the ability to Google. Yeah. I mean, you can tell, right, that it's been tw- like we had the twenty-year anniversary, like twenty years ago to now. Like, he, I don't think he considered the internet as much that back then as as how prevalent it is now. With and everybody has it in their pockets. You know, I wasn't a twenty twenty thing twenty years ago. So I, I get, I get why he's he is he's doing this, and it's in a clever way, right? Having Bob uh, having access to the internet. Well, I guess he knew enough about it because he knew enough to know cell phones, the internet's going to be a resource. I don't want Harry to have that resource. Now it's just a matter of getting an end around it. I just don't believe Bob would ever stop looking at porn if he had access to the internet. So he must have some great, like, net nanny or ad blockers or something on there for Bob. Or (laughs) Bob is really good at multitasking. <laughs> Gary somehow like an incognito window open. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. As long as he doesn't get access to his financials, because that's where he's going to really get screwed. You know, so because then once Bob finds he out about pay for it, yeah, right. Once he, Bob finds out about OnlyFans and the bank account, and be like, boop, nuclear explosion in that bank account. So yeah, he'll just be like Ultron. He'll just take the money from somewhere. Because <laughs> Harry definitely doesn't have a bank account because I can afford anything. Right, I mean, then right Harry's now he's gonna get he's, persecuted for uh, well, theft and fraud and identity theft and all of that. Right, because of, but oh. it'll be under Harry's auspices, so that's fine. That's his problem. It's not Bob's problem. <laughs> true. It's not Bob's problem. But this is why Bob is scary. But I did really like the difference. Like they show that Bob had Googled Talvi and Verno and not found anything. Then they go to Internet Native Paranoid Gary. And he was able to find things because he actually can read between the lines of it, what it means and how to get around various blocks that Bob still doesn't get because Bob also signs off his text messages. <laughs> yeah, he just not as good with the dark web as Gary is. Yeah. My mom used to sign text messages. I'm not saying I'm like, I, I can see that it's from you, mom, but you know, it's kind of <laughs> right. still be using a VCR, right? okay. Evo, you know, so. <laughs> Yeah, it's just in case. So what we had done last time was kind of a chapter by chapter dissection, and we can continue that unless we have any more random unstructured thoughts. I'm sure we do, oh, but not none are coming. They will anymore. interrupt yeah. as we go. They will probably but. come up about two minutes after you start going through. Other than grape Kool-Aid is the worst option and should never be offered to anyone. I don't think I've ever had. We don't think we we don't have Kool Aid here, but dude, it's is it like ninety nine percent sugar, no matter what. How can you? It, but it, when it, when they try and assimilate that flavor, it does not come yeah, off. The nineties, well. they came out with sugar free Kool Aid. I was like, what was the point? That's like that's like yeah. al- that's like alcohol free beer. What's the point? Is it like is it like uh, like a syrup you mix with water and then you uh, powder? Uh, powder. Uh, powder. Okay, because we powdered we have we, that you mix with water. Yeah. We don't have it in power. We do have these bottles of different syrups that you mix mix with with, with water. Uh, I guess that's kind of our Kool Aid. Then we don't have the do you brand do it, do you do it by the gallon? Because if you don't do it by the gallon, then yeah, <laughs> so yeah, have the little scooper like you were doing whey protein or something. <laughs> you scoop it in. And you do as much <laughs> as you want. 
But then they came out with, you know, like the pre-made ones that used to be in the little plastic bottles that looked like bottles. And those are the ones I liked more because I didn't want to have to work for my Kool-Aid. I would just... Those little barrels, you know, but it's because it's sugar-free. Yeah, yeah. You get like little tinfoil on the top. I don't even know what they're called. <laughs> and I buy them for them. <laughs> we call them barrels. I don't know. I did not think I'd be talking about this today. This is wild. <laughs> we just bring that out of people. So, you know, memory lane. That's our superpower is making tangents out of nothing. Huh. I love it. That's, that's yeah. how you're filling content between books. That's why I will yeah, review a book that's 100 pages and it will be 20 minutes long. And people are like, How did you come up with that much to talk about? I was like, well, Simple. I didn't talk about the book that much. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about everything but. So we had left at the uh, beginning of chapter six, which is actually when Harry goes to meet with Will and Paranoid Gary. I think this is the first time we get to see Gary in the uh, this book. And he is lean, Indian by way of Indiana, and has his hair in the buzz cut on the sides and left kind of unkempt and curly on the top, which seems to be the new haircut of this era. And he, there wasn't a conspiracy theory that he didn't believe in. UFOs, Bigfoot, Templar, secret government cabals, everything. But he actually got Gary to come in person instead of a phone call or an email or a text or a tweet or anything. Which I guess this has probably been easier since Battlegrounds. So I would have thought harder because he was in the city during Battlegrounds and that would have yeah. been a, a stay away forever. Granted, going to yeah, the but... castle that is still standing does seem like maybe that is safer. I suppose. Right. But Gary also won't give anyone his phone number, so it's not even possible to call him. <laughs> How did they get in touch with him at all? Probably the text messages, but that still reads the phone number. It's, it's it's through. It could be through like something like a, a, a signal. It's their service, it's called. It's mm -hmm. like end-to-end -end encrypted text, and you don't need to have a phone number connected to it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, Gary I'll probably honest, would I, be. I, I couldn't remember this character at first. I, I was he in Skin Game? Was that the last time we saw him? Was he in? Was he in Battleground? He was in uh, Battleground um, briefly. Really? It was Cold Days, wasn't it? Where well, he that's why he came in with the boats because he was tracking that yeah. the boats rentals right. had gone up by four hundred. Some guy named Gary. We just call him Crazy, but Gary. Not wrong. Boats, Gary. boats, boats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then and he, he also uh, keeps first getting time on screen was spam blockers. So at first I was like, is this one like one of the lone gunmen again from X-Files? I didn't think I'd talk about X-Files twice today, but uh, that's what I was thinking of. And then I was like, wait a second. No, I, this guy's been here before. So this is the problem when you just like speed ran all of them in like three months. Is right. Some of the stuff kind of bleeds together. Yeah. Right. The last we've, we've, we saw him in, in page was at the start of Battlegrounds. He's in the bar at Max in the mm -hmm. back and Harry steals his bike or borrows his bike. Yeah. And Gary had tried After to put on like a very bad Russian accent or something. Yeah, it was disguise. not fooling anyone. <laughs> He's very paranoid, so his uh, epitaph works. And he is basically the uh, signals intelligence that Harry has. And so the first thing that they ever talk about is any word on Justine. Nothing new. So yeah. just yeah. reader knows you are not getting any new information on anything important about Justine. <laughs> Deal with it. Did you bring up Thomas, or was that Harry internally thinking about Thomas? Internally. On the Marine show. Yeah. It's like you can't put uh, the bad guy in a, a similar state as Thomas on Demon Reach because that would hurt Harry to do, and because Thomas is uh, still on ice, and therefore we're not doing that. We have to do something else. As all of his reasons why he can't blow it up or kill it or put it on ice. Or have sex with it. <laughs> well, he could have done that. He chose not to. Yes. But he, he was eliminating that from the options. Well, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Harry is very chivalrous. He will tell <laughs> you if you have not heard this. He will let you know. He will. Yes. <laughs> Although he might be up to the point of allowing women to open the doors for themselves. Mm. Whoa. Well, wonders never cease. <laughs> In this good Christian podcast, you mentioned such heresy. <laughs> All right. Talby and Verno is definitely mm. an alias as it is Finnish and Portuguese words for winter. That I mean, it's a little on the nose, by the way, isn't it? Yeah, winter, winter. Yeah, only if you look it up and realize. <laughs> but yes, I mean, like on its own, it sounds like, oh, all right, that's a name. That's a, that's a neat. Yeah, Talby is fine. I'll just accept that as a weird name. Inferno's a little edgy, but all right, you know, what are you going to do? And he defends killers, drug dealers, and pimps started about a year after Marcone became Baron Marcone. 
and he's good. And then 99% trials are wins, which will try to say, yeah, but some guys are like, they always rig the system that way. That's how they keep it going. And, and they prefer to settle that way, which is just another thing that it proves that he is a predator and therefore probably spooky. Nothing determines that, that it's a, a spooky guy, except for the fact that it's just unlikely to be that good. I took it as he always just took cases that were like a slam dunk. Like yeah, pretty much. Win to, to keep his winning percentage high, you know. I mean, could be, but if he's if he's working for the outfit, like yeah. there's no way that his cases are a slam dunk unless the, the system's rigged. Or he has <laughs> right. a lot of troubleshooters that go find trouble. Well, it is Chicago and Marcone and all that stuff. Right. All right, so if they go to court, you can expect it to be very bad for Maya. And how many millions did he get from a cancer charity? I do kind of want to know more of the, the story about that. How did a cancer charity get involved and then get their money taken away? But I liked to watch Law and Order when I was a kid. So. <laughs> Maybe it'll be in the uh, Goodman Gray series because he probably got involved with that. Good point. Although that reminds me, uh, the Goodman Gray woman seemed very similar to the uh, Talby's woman witch person they just kind of seem like a copy and paste of the same type of character someone that is a scary and dangerous right. and very i feel like rigid. goodman's actually had kind of a personality and this one was just kind of glary I mean, she had a little bit more but they still feel copy and paste of the same type well yeah you may have noticed a lot of the side women have <laughs> a little bit of that cookie cutter uh lack of strong personality if they're not mad they probably which, to be fair, makes sense, because if you're going to devote the time. Yes. All right. And uh, since Talvin Verno is ruthless, he employs a cybersecurity firm to track anything. It's like, oh, is, did Gary get caught? Did he use a VPN? Which is insulting to his skill and ability. <laughs> yeah, only us plebs use VPNs. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and only like two of them work. <laughs> <laughs> makes me so, feel safe okay right yes it's your security blanket how much would you pay for peace of mind my friend <laughs> everything as someone who gets uh, offers all the time would you want to have a partnership and talk about our vpn no i wouldn't so. do that in raid shadow legends you'll be good forever <laughs> yeah tell them i refuse to do anything where i've got to talk about your product for 90 seconds in the middle of one of my videos i have a hard enough time getting people watching to the end you think i want to just make them click off nah good keep your 50 <laughs> bucks yeah. so talby is probably the lawyer winter winter is likely from fairy and will is like well you're the winter knight therefore can't you just go make him stop so like, well, that's not how winter works because it's more that you have to go you kill the guy or deal with it in some other way because if you just rest on your authority well clearly you're not strong enough to earn your authority unless you're meb yeah I mean, and what's the point of having authority if you can't just throw it around on occasion? Like, occasion. I'm really powerful, but I have no real power. Right. Well, it's funny because even someone like Molly probably couldn't just tell him, no, stop this. You know, he'd, she'd have to work for it. Once you get to Mab level, then you're you're a top dog and you can do that. And then if you're Mother Winter level, you don't even try and screw her over. So I'd love to watch someone try. They're going to get a mother in the face. Mother Summer's in the back corner going, oh, dear. We didn't have to do that with our cleaver. That, that too. Right. Talvi has an office that is open for four whole hours per week, which is just to show that like he's kind of there. But the security cameras across the street do show that he's walking in and out for four hours a week. Can't you like enhance these pictures so I can get more information? No, because we don't have imaginary movie powers. <laughs> I like that yeah. line. Just have to, to like poke a little fun at itself that way. Let's see. And then because this was good and helpful and Dresden cares about Gary, invites him over to D&D &D every Thursday or card games, board games, sometimes RPGs, and they make pizza with the croissant crust, which I, I don't understand how that would actually add anything yeah, that, to that was that was a very strange selling point to me yeah i would, actually yeah. wouldn't really like that i mean you had me at pizza you got it but, yeah you, you know. gotta try it so i'm no, i'm sure it's like flaky better. it's maybe a little buttery no. you know it just it's a it's very a richer 
kind of crust, I would imagine. But I I wouldn't necessarily like go out of my way to do it, but I try it for sure. I, I, I tried it. Donor, that's for sure. You just I told me hey, you want to come have pizza. I'm there. You don't have to tell me about the crust. <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing. It, it made it was like a prideful standpoint. Like, yes, we make this with a croissant crust. All right. I mean, maybe someone surfed that to Jim, and he was like, "God damn, I got to tell people about this." Yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's why understand. the castle is going to go out of business in eighteen months, as they keep buying the croissant crust. Mm. They, if they just had regular crust, they could get an extra six months out of you it. Think, so. You think a homemade pizza bagel is good? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> Fair point. I like pizza's not that hard as long as you do it right and you don't try to do whatever the monstrosity that Andreas presents as pizza. That is it not is. pizza. It is it horrible. Is pizza. It's it is horrifying. You haven't tasted it. You cannot say that it is there horrifying. Well, this one doesn't. You have like better. the cracker with leaves and like oil drizzle all over, it and you call it pizza. Is it like no, one of those? No, no, he's Danish, and so he decides to put uh, like lettuce and, and uh, like uh, tortilla chips on top of it and corn. It, Mm. Well, that, not on the same pizza. <laughs> and I will have you know the one with the with the tortilla chips and and the and the corn. It's the Domino's recipe, which is American. Okay, yeah. but it, they don't sell it here because they know better. It's yeah, <laughs> it's an American company, <laughs> but it's a so regional that shit off on you. It doesn't so, know what pizza is. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like you go to Iowa and get the corn pizza. ways of American pizza here. I will stick with that over yeah. corn on my pizza. <laughs> yeah, right? Here they argue about pineapple on pizza, and you guys are talking about corn on pizza. All right. It's horrifying. Yeah. You can't speak you for America, but I feel like I know where we stand. <laughs> okay, chapter seven. Harry goes to Talvin Verna's office and uh, knocks three times and takes a step back. And points the staff at the door because no one's answering. And that's the, he gets a wait, wait, don't burn it down, please. There's no sense in wrecking the architecture. And uh, so Harry's uh, reputation precedes him. Oh, yeah. I mean, they are part of winter and, and they do know that he likes to burn things down. Very uncouth, yes. I imagine. And, and as the woman answers the door, uh, Harry says, well, no offense meant I would just want to see Talby. And the woman narrows her eyes at him and says, I've heard of you, Mr. Dresden, the famous wizard. And then she probably points to all of Battleground's destruction of Chicago and blames it on him. Makes sense. I mean, not really, but it makes sense. I mean, the building was on fire and it wasn't his fault. And now all of the buildings are on fire and broken down. And you still say it's not his fault. It's kind of his fault. It would have happened anyway if he wasn't there. I was going to say, the building was definitely his fault. The city was kind of the Titan's fault. <laughs> He's going to get the blame for Enough it. with the victim blaming, Alex. Jeez. He was just there. He helped. He's a yeah, main next character. Is, next is going to be the country was on fire and it wasn't my fault. And then it'll probably be his fault. But, <laughs> you know, you got to ramp up to it. Well, Miss Lapland offers very directly to destroy Harry Dresden for Talvi just because she dislikes him. Like, she so very much dislikes his arrogance of being there, being alive and breathing that she just like, can I please destroy him, please? But not <laughs> yet, because that would be messy. I feel like she's a cousin of uh, H&M, who just yeah. I mean, rip his throat out. Yeah, she's Lapland, and they're Norway. Yeah, sure. I have to think about that for a second because we have a like a big brand thing called H and M here, but uh, I got there. Hugen and Mugen. Yeah, I got there. I got there. <laughs> and Harry asked Talvi what his real name is, and then he gets told that he doesn't have a name. Something he can thank his mother for. Just very confusing to read. Luckily, it gets elaborated on later. Yes. Yeah. But at that I mean, moment, it's just like, what do you mean? <laughs> Even if you're not given one at birth, like you get associated with a name, right? So it's like you, you know the the only the only Lord. way that I could see this being <laughs> some kind of metaphysical thing is like in the wizardy sense, and that he doesn't identify with a name somehow. But it's still using Talvi and Verno. It seems like you should be able to track him down, you know, mm -hmm. like even if it's not his true name or whatever. But well, and then yeah. as they elaborate later, he just gets called like the nameless son. Well, that's a name now. Right. I mean, yeah, it's a title. It's the same way you can call on the Winter Lady. Yeah. Right. Let's see. Yes. So 
Talvi is part of the Winter Court, hence his name of Winter Winter, and it's by adoption, as it were, Queen Mab sought fit to offer me sanctuary decades ago. Uh-huh. And he's representing a slimy little pimp named Trip Gregory, and I'd like you to stop doing that, Harry says. But why would he do that? And let's see, if you don't, it might not be for very long that you have a very nice office, because Harry, even though he's trying to be clever, he still keeps falling back onto... I have big muscle wizardry powers and I'm punch, going punch, to smash, smash. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. And it's, it's not working on anyone. And yet he's still trying because even though he's getting better, he's still very, very dumb. He's very much a thug for like the first two thirds of this, this story, you know, where it's just like, I'm going to go threaten the pimp to push his face in. Dude just spent 10 years in prison, man. He doesn't Maybe care. Maybe you're going to have to do more than that. You know, you yeah. finally talking to somebody more stubborn and stupid than you are. And that's saying <laughs> something. <laughs> like, yeah, she totally more like, stupid. It, you wouldn't have to. Like, the threat of violence isn't enough when he has faced enough violence to just like, okay, this is a part of daily life. You actually have to like up it a lot by actually beating the shit out of him. And Harry's never going to cross that line, apparently. Yeah, if he doesn't do it here. Yeah. It's it's like it, it's funny that you say that the whole like not crossing the line because it made me think of Harry as like a weird kind of Batman in this case where it's like I'm going to threaten you with violence and I'm going to do all this stuff but I'm going to hold this line but he's not even really good at the intimidation part, right? And and so it's just like he where's your gravelly voice? Come on. Like where are you hold him upside down over the side of a building. Like you you just show up and be like, you need to stop being mean to people. No, I'm a bad guy. <laughs> like, but but there's like that, 10 of these instances in the story. So, you know, you need to stop being a lawyer for bad people. No, no. <laughs> I'm a bad guy. You need to let your vassal get the No. <laughs> He's loyal to me. What are you talking goes about? Goes and talks to the Baron of Bad Guys. You need to stop being bad. <laughs> being bad's not good. By God, definition. You need to stop looking at porn. No. <laughs> right. So Dalby eventually basically says that he has a fairy kind of obligation that he must be doing these things. And uh, as Dalby says, as you may have occasionally experienced, I am under this like thumb of Mab that like I cannot get out of. But the scales need to remain balanced, which is why beings of winter serve so ably in the justice system. Except how is it balanced when he has a 99% win rate and they're all bad guys? There's no balance there. He's just he follows our, we, he winter follows always our rules. That's always balance. a balance. Like, I think yeah. that's the, supposed to be balanced. He, he operates within the mortal legal system. So that's, that's counterbalance. He follows the rules. But, you know, he's just very good at it. But So Harry eventually does get like, okay, let's try from a different perspective. What would I need to do to get you to back off? Well, Talvi would need to be released from his obligation, either by Mab or by the principal. And at that point, Harry should have just asked, well, who's the principal? But there's several more words of uh, like, but what if I just like beat you up? That's not going to <laughs> But what if I you punch you in the face that. again? <laughs> it's not going to work. Wait a minute. <laughs> I feel like we've said this before. <laughs> yeah. What if I start like ruining your day? Like, well, then I'd be free to defend myself vigorously. <laughs> right. it, Harry says, there aren't that many beings in winter who rattle me these days. Inverno showed his teeth mainly due to your ignorance. I love how all of these smart people just keep running circles around Dresden, mostly because I find it really fun to watch. But Dresden's really, really quite dumb. I feel I, like if I was talking to an actual litigator, I would probably be like, a Neanderthal as well, honestly, because they're going to be using $25 words. I'm like, I don't even know if that's a word or not, but I'm willing to bet that they're more smart than me. So it's probably a real word. And I'm just going to be like, yeah, croissant crust, by the way, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I got my GED. What are you talking about? <laughs> how, how about you stop representing bad people? And I let you in on the best secret in pizza history. <laughs> and then they go over there like, this isn't even that great. Why? I'm going back to being a bad guy. In fact, I'm going to double down now because you oversold this croissant pizza. <laughs> but they don't want to take the problem to Mav because that would get them both uh, chastised from Mav. Oh, yeah. Don't... That, that doesn't happen. All right. So several more words later, it's like, okay, 
who is your principal so I can make contact? I'm sure it's entirely obvious, Mr. Dresden, it's Baron John Marcone. And it was obvious because Trip was working for Marcone. <laughs> didn't see that coming. Right. But what we really didn't see coming is Harry has matured. He calls ahead. Mm. That's a first. Yeah. Instead of just walking up and busting the door down of the building that they're trying to put back together. Uh, <laughs> Not sure that building actually has a door, but you're Good point. the point. <laughs> well, the trailer for the management that uh, Marcone is sitting in trying to manage everything, that probably has a door so he can kick people out of it. And Harry calls ahead. He talks to guard. He asks to see Marcone and he gets very delicately brought into it. And they're all they're very polite unknown foreign language to these people. Well, to Dresden. Well, to him. <laughs> yeah. The rest of them are polite just as a political necessity. And we start to see the, like, oh, now I, I respect this guy, and I don't know what to do with that emotion. <laughs> Love it. Can I smash? That's it's, probably my a... favorite relationship of this entire series is these two. So It's a good one. Especially like how much they hate each other and how much they need each other. It's like yeah. the moment in changes when it's like, I'm just going to give you what you need. So you go to the bad guys and they get out of my way and I benefit from it. I love that kind of like, I don't want you to help me because you're a bastard. Yeah, I've always <laughs> heard that Superman and Lex Luthor, when they have to work together, they're actually a really good team, but they won't ever admit that, you know? So. Yeah. If you if Marcone's like your f favorite, how, how did you like the whole battleground reveal? With well, at first I thought Jimmy killed him, and I was like, "You son of a bitch!" But then it was like, <laughs> "Okay, that's awesome because I love Denarians." So yeah, oh, I loved it. That was yeah. great. And I mean, there's no way that doesn't end between these two with one of them being a pile of ashes, probably. But you know, I'm willing to pray that he's going to wait until the very last book to do that. So and then kill Harry. <laughs> Well, you know, I feel like Jim is a type who's like, he thinks that this is going to have a happy ending. <laughs> he just kind of like, you know, dot, dot, dot. I'd, I'd be okay <laughs> with if Marcone came out on top of that, but it, he won't. Yeah, then it's spinoff. It's going to be the Marcone Files. It's going to be. It's gonna be yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, it's an Emmy. Well, well, we had James on here. He asked Jim if he doesn't feel bad about all the things he put Harry through, and we got Jim's super villain laugh. So, you know, it's probably, probably, he probably feels pretty good about it. <laughs> But yeah, the, the banter was great between uh, Thorne and Namshiel and, and Marcone. And uh, I loved Harry. Namshiel and everyone. Like, his Namshiel and the Titan also was pretty good. <laughs> True. I loved That's Harry's indignation where he's just like, all these things Marcone can just do when he's only had this angel in his head for a little bit while he had to damn, like, work for it. Fake wizard. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you got an online degree. This isn't fair. Yeah. Yeah, right. He went to the University of Phoenix, but that's still more than Harry, even because he's only got a GED. <laughs> Wizard, private eye, GED. Right. So uh, Harry is now talking about a lawyer with Marcon. It's like Talvi Inverno is your lawyer, and he's representing Trip Gregory. And well, yes, Trip Gregory is one of his soldiers, and so Marcon is going to protect him. Well, he's a despicable, stupid little pimp, and he's doing evil things to the woman that I want to help. So make him stop doing that. No. No. no I'm a bad guy. Remember? <laughs> and I'm a Why bad did guy you think this was going to work? It's like Batman <laughs> shaking Joker real hard and telling him to stop. Yeah. It's like, no, just you kill just, me. <laughs> you just took my castle, you dick. I'm not helping you for shit. I and think if Harry doesn't get it taxes. out, if he doesn't get it out, then it wells up inside of him and it causes an aneurysm. He has to get the stupid out into the world. <laughs> because otherwise, that much concentrated, it's just going to kill him. It's probably he harbor his idiot reason. feelings deep down. He can't repress them. He's got to get right. them out, or else they 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 they, they linger. His head's thick. Yeah, I mean, other than other than what I'm obviously trying to turn into a meme at this point, like I do kind of like Marcone's sense of loyalty in this regard, where it's like, dude, this dude metaf metaphorically took a bullet for me. I have to take care of him or I stop existing. <laughs> like I stop being me. I stop being the head of this organization. I stop being alive probably uh, because that's, that's not something you just double cross after 10 years in the slammer, you know, mm -hmm. like. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's a point of Harry. It was like, well, he's an evil bad guy and he's slimy and I don't like him. It's like, well, your assessment is as accurate as it is naive. How many highly intelligent, decent people do you think are working as pimps? They are bad guys. 
but he has one <laughs> one virtue that Marcone does demand and uh, value very highly, which is the loyalty of he went to prison to and not squeal on Marcone. And so therefore he must be protected when he comes out because that is the coin that he works with more than anything else. It's more valuable than money. It's more valuable than probably magic. It is the actual business of obligation that Harry kind of gets, but he's like selectively forgetting it. Business of obligation reminds you of anyone? Yeah, the person he works for. Who would have thought? <laughs> and yet still. And still, he Harry wants just to says, pretend. but just drop it because I want you to. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, since you said it that way, no. He's not even asking nicely. Well, I mean, God forbid. I think he's asked I mean, nicely I... a grand total of two times in this entire series. Right. Well, the, the, one of them one was because those... he was paralyzed to an angel. There was, um, it was Turncoat, I think, when Justin needed Marcone's help. And Marcone says, all you have to do is ask nicely. Please, with a cherry <laughs> on top. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And Justin still goes back onto the thing, like, you do this or I cause a very big headache for you. How big would you like it to be? And then Marcon has to lay out exactly how stupid this is. Like, we have butted heads several times, and now you're interfering with one of my people. How bad do you think this is going to be for you? Really? Like <laughs> you, seem, you seem to forget. I have new toys now. He has lawyers, which... Dresden still doesn't understand because not no. even using Talvi, but like he threatens Max Pub of like they're in violation of a number of city health codes. They probably don't have the proper permits, just like the permitting issue he's dealing with the castle and all the taxes and bureaucracy there. Dresden only is thinking with like muscle wizardy powers, explosives, and not with the actual uh, power of the city of Chicago. Which I just to clarify too, they don't address it in this book from what I remember, but like total dick move, man. That's like the nuclear option, right? He's gonna involve involve the mortal authorities in something that should stay on the spooky side and vice versa. Like, you know. That's well, to be fair, this is a totally mortal situation. There's nothing spooky here other than the fact that the two of them are involved. Well, he's trying to get he's trying to get the spooky lawyer off the case, right? But yeah. To yeah, just but it's go long. and be like it's all within the realm of, of normal. You know, you threatening me with this normal ass case and this normal ass pimp, I'm going to get your normal ass bar taken away. <laughs> Although I think it would probably be amusing for him to try that, you know, because uh, Mac would just not go if he didn't want to. Yeah, Mac has um, abilities that kind of go under the radar, but they can. He'll, he'll probably withstand that fairly just well. Give the health in, well, if he's gotten by with this many code violations already, he's clearly just given the health inspectors some of his beers, and they've been happy with that to look the other way. Remind <laughs> me, do we know, like, anything about Mac, really, at all, yet? He's a former... Like, 95%? Yeah, so... he. What we know about Mac 100% is that he's out. <laughs> other than that... <laughs> Other than that, we're we're reasonably sure he's a Gregory at this point, right? He's a watcher. Yeah, the angel, speculation so. for years that he was a Gregory angel, and then he finally got outed as you know having angelic properties in battlegrounds. Finally, it just still hasn't been one hundred percent specifically named as yeah. that. There, there's a very strong perpendicular line that hasn't connected yet with proof, but there's a lot of circumstantial evidence. Because no one said point, the word. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that one and who is Cowl have always been like the ones I was like. I'm These from the side of it's Petrovich. Right. right. I agree. Yeah. That's Petrovich. But he's also Listen and he's also everybody else who's never. Well, that's your personal. Really have a thing. It's mine because it's stupid and ridiculous and I have no proof for it. And I mean, I'm happy to just keep throwing it out there because I don't I even I fell down the it. rabbit hole on, on Reddit one time about how it was Elaine. And I was like, right. No, yeah, that's his side. That's that's Kimori at least. Yeah. I mean, Elaine is Elaine. still better than time traveling Molly or something. Everything so. is better than time traveling Molly. <laughs> but I don't know. I have people that that ship uh, Molly and Harry in my comments all the time, and I think that's disgusting. Yeah. But you know, hey, I, 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 I there's a group out there for everything. You <laughs> agree because you're biased in favor of someone else who's not getting with him ever again, right? <laughs> like talking about a ship that's less likely to happen than Harry and Molly. That's Andreas. So you know, 
Well, no, Andreas and Harry is more likely to happen than <laughs> than Harry and Lucio at this point. Well, Harry, Harry and Marcone would be worth at least betting a dollar on. No, what you're only getting it. That's it. You're getting a trailer, and that's it. When they put out that trailer and they had the scene of those two getting dressed together, I was right. like, "Oh, exactly. Jim's taking the dire new direction with this book." Okay, so I, was like, I always thrilled. said that that was my favorite relationship. I didn't mean that kind of relationship, but you know, hey. <laughs> but would you be happens. disappointed? Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting. I'd, I'd like to see how Jim writes it. If I'm being honest, it would be. I would be disappointed only be because disappointed. Harry's just going to be complaining the entire time, and <laughs> Marcone's going to be on top. <laughs> now, so. Like, with Mike saying something he didn't think he would be talking about today, I'm going to echo that. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's on the blackout card, yes. No, that's I brought it. up that, and, that trailer yeah. before where they were getting dressed together, and I was like, okay. Well, well, well. 2021 that's, that's it is. In, yeah, that's in, the, that's in the alternate universe where Jim Butcher goes full on Anita Blake, right? And then it just, you know. Don't remind me of Anita Blake. <laughs> we, we do not have time for that rant. You don't have to make the rant. You, no. you are totally within your power not to rant. <laughs> Just think about Harry and Lucio. Harry and Lucio and how it's never going to happen. Inner peace. Again. Inner peace. Yeah. How should I know Anita Blake? I feel like I know the name. What is this? This is another Laura vampire Hamilton. Series, right? So, yeah, Laura K. Hamilton wrote the Anita Blake series. It um, starts with, I think, the first book was Guilty Pleasures, and it was a decent urban fantasy until it just became full-on erotica. And it was more ah. like there's a veneer of plot to piece together the orgy scenes, kind of. You know, like it. The veneer of plot it, piece it, together it, to get to the orgy scenes. It, okay, it starts as a pretty good, like pretty good or solid urban fantasy. Then it slides more and more into like paranormal romance, and get and still like kind of because the plot was still pretty decent. And then at some point, it just goes full erotic. I was like, what am I even reading anymore? What's going on here? Right. Yeah, I think and every I just, once in a while I'll be like, hey, you like Dresden Files. I think you, you would like this. And like all the comments like, no, he wouldn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> How dare you? But uh, Alex Veris is the one that I get. Actually, one of my patrons right now is he's like he read like the entire Alex Veris or listen on audio to the entire Alex Veris series. And he said he thinks that Dresden fans would like it quite a bit. I've heard that. I haven't gotten through that. My number one recommendation is a series called Mercy Thompson uh, mm -hmm. for people who like Dresden. It's very good. Very nice Dresden and Buffy. I'm still very new at urban fantasy. So. Again, the derails. I'm so good at that. Oh, no, this is fine. fine. I was just wondering, yeah. Do I want to continue that conversation yeah. or should I do my actual job of directing us back to the topic? No, I, I don't know. Have you ever done when I brought I up Anita Blake? You seem like you had a lot of information <laughs> and you're, like, you're, your timber raised just a little bit, like you were a little excited. So well, I'm just like, like what you like. Don't, don't yeah, oh, I haven't actually read the Anita Blake series. I'll say I tried to read the first book twice. And I at two different points, I just like, <sighs> I can't deal with it. This is just bad writing. I don't know what's happening. There's something like there's a, a scary child. And then like there's a storm. And I really don't care. So I'm not going to go back to it. But I tried twice because people told me at least the first few books were good urban fantasy. And I just couldn't get through it. I think the first three are pretty good urban fantasy, but I mean, it's been a long time since I read them. It's been almost ten years now, so, but the the evolution it took just still irks me. Well, I have no problem with like like sex and stories or anything like that, but there's like it can it be something that is worthwhile or like there's actually like a point to it or any form of character. But there was like a a point in the the first book like 10 pages in or something like she was walking down a street with a vampire and a car was coming and they had to hide the fact that they were her and a vampire. And so they were started kissing something. <laughs> I don't get it. Like that was don't, already really remember. bad. Yeah. It's not it's... always driving in the car and all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, fuck a vampire. You know, there's already like, a very no bad veneer of, of reason I, I, for it. It's just, listen, as long as they're sparkling, you're, you yeah. know what to look out for. That's how that works now. Right. And I, I need to do my. I have this idea about doing. I never. I I love vampire books. Like I've read a lot of vampire sure. books, but somehow Twilight. Rice, yeah. Twilight skipped. Like I was. I think I was playing World of Warcraft and not reading, so it completely skipped the whole Twilight <laughs> thing. You uh, I mean, but actually, I'm thinking about doing a, a YouTube series where, like, I read the book, watch the movie, and then like just like, from from now because I haven't. Really, I don't really have any connection to it. And you see how how is it, and how does the book stand up against the movie? 
So you're just looking to take your IQ down as many points as possible. <laughs> just to try it. Just like Harry, he's got to get your dumb out. He's got to let everybody hear it, right? <laughs> I saw some other guy on BookTube do it, and I thought it was a, like it could be a fun. I time. saw someone and did that with Rona Glass by Sarah J. Moss, and he's got like millions of views on these videos. And I was like, yeah, that's why I should do that with Lee Bardugo. I mean, I know it's not going to be for me, and it's going to make a lot of people angry because a lot of people love her books. But like, I'm like. I know I'm not the target demographic. I think that's what would be funny about it, you know, but yeah, I, mean, I could only I'm make actually, it through two of them. And I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. I just can't. And then actually, uh, uh, I got to choose between these two boys. Yeah. So I actually got them over on my, my bookshelf because like so many people love them that I kind of wanted to like, I thought it would be good content. And, uh, you know, they must be very popular for a reason, but I don't know and if you remember, me. you've actually got to read them though. And it's like, ah, oh, that's the rough. <laughs> well, you could though. do uh, you could do 50 shades, you know, you could do that. Ooh. I'm sure that'll still get you a lot of that, that. I'm not sure I want to do, cause that's probably a little too close to what Anita Blake turned into that. Yeah. I really, really didn't like. I'm with Alex and that I don't mind sex scenes in books. One, but as long as they're competently written, can they have, like, because a, a lot of male authors, it's just straight cringe. It really is. Yeah, but it's, it's got to make sense to the story. Like, there's a series by Peter V. Brett I was liking called The Demon Cycle. First two books really good, and then the third book it was like, man, I don't know if you ain't gotten on a while. It was just straight erotica, and then the fourth book started <laughs> the same way. And I was like, you're not good at it either. So you need to say, I just stop. I just stop reading the series. And it's like it made no sense. It got on the levels of like the Spartacus TV show. It's oh, been God. 10 minutes. It's time for a sex scene. That's how that show was. And that's how that book turned into. Yeah, that's, that is how that show was. I just, I just walked away. Right. I think I've watched We've one 10 episode minutes of that. with gratuitous violence or sex. One of them has got to happen. Yeah. It, oh, it's been a bit too long. And we just need to have a wall of boobs for no reason. It's just like, whatever. All, if you really want that There's always as your a reason. I mean, whatever gets that part. Boobs. But. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind sex scenes in, in books either. I don't, I don't particularly care. I usually just, I want to get on with the plot, but you know, I don't mind yeah. if it makes sense for the story or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I, I prefer more fate to black because I'm more interested in actually continuing the story. Okay, and, like, and then I know that no I know lore, they no sex, exposition. I don't want this. So they had sex. That's meaningful for the characters. I know it. I don't need to read two pages about how they had sex. I don't really care. Let's get move on. And then subsequently, as long as one party is not storming out after a misconception after the sex, then <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, back to the law. I guess we These might as well finish up this chapter. Man. We can finish topics. this chapter, which is basically Harry getting his brain screwed on again. Which is, is like, okay, so you have this rule, right, Marcone, about no kids, no damage goes to kids, right? And uh, it's kind of like Marcon realized he's actually speaking sense and pays attention. It's like, okay, go on. Well, Trip Gregory's hurting the kids that Maya's going to be taking care of with the Sunflower Tutoring Agency. And those kids want to grow up to be affluent. And if they have their tutoring taken away, they're not going to be able to get that affluence. And they're not going to be able to spend money on the prostitutes and drugs and whatnot that Marcon's trying to sell them. Mm-hmm. And that is an argument that carries more weight. Okay. Marcon says he dislikes inefficiency but actually he just doesn't really want to hurt kids and dresden's never going to give him that credit no that would be stupid then marcon deliberately says you took my castle from me how dare you (laughs) but well played and now you get to deal with all of the problems that come with it but here's some advice follow the money and so dresden gets another clue and says, okay what's the cellmate and how can i go find him Justin should have fucking thought about this in the first place because right. he's a professional. But you know. no, a, he was a professional, and he hasn't been a professional for many. It's been years. a while since he was a private eye. He's a little rusty. It's been since Morgan. He wants to go talk to the cellmate, like any old regular PI without wizard powers. He just hasn't been a PI in a few years. And that is the end of that chapter. He's going to Pontiac to talk to the cellmate, but he's not going in. Was Pontiac. it one? Did we make it through one chapter? Two. Or you know this is entirely his fault this time the fact that all the our other episodes are exactly like this guest or no guest no i don't know this one's on you it was probably I mean, more if it, take, if it takes this long to go through uh in-depth discussion discussion for a hundred page novella i mean what's like the next dresden books like 700 pages i mean <laughs> You, milk it. you you thought 20 minutes was a long time for 100 pages. <laughs> boy, boy, did we learn you something. We did a reread I was gonna say, and a... it took us two years. Yeah, and how long was Battleground was four or five episodes and we ran over just about every episode? That uh, makes the wait yeah. between books a lot less, right? Yes, because uh, we, we sure. have a very That's long a way wait to look at it. Hey, look, this is the first time as a Dresden fan, and I, I know that 
I'm checking our episodes. I have to wait. It's the first time I've had to wait because you know when I started was right when Peace Talks was about to come out, and I speed ran to get done before Peace Talks. So yeah, it's not fun. But that's also how I felt when people would just watch the Game of Thrones show. Like, oh, I gotta wait for next season. I'm like, fuck you. I've been reading these books since the year 2000. Kiss my ass. First one came out in '96. You dick. Uh, we did 10 episodes of an hour plus each of, of Battlegrounds. Did we? Oh, we did get up to okay. 10. Good for us. And the last sense. episode is an hour and 51 minutes long. I do yeah, because we were like, we're not doing this again. Yeah, we must get to the end we of this. We have to finish. I think that last episode was just the last chapter of the book, too. It might have like, been. It's just the one chapter. Well, that's because the last chapter is an hour and a half uh, yeah. of like audio. It's literally like 10 I was going to say, it's, it is a very hefty chapter. It don't yeah. ha- a lot happens. Yeah. You got the Justine stuff. You got the wrap up with Mab. You got the wrap up with Carlos. You got lots of lots of nonsense. Hmm. All right, so we did it. So good job, law, everyone. Which is probably only twenty minutes of the law and forty minutes of tangents, but it was still fun. Mike, thank you very much for joining hey, us. Hey, anytime. I love it. I love it. I, anytime we can just talk about you know barrels and pizza crust and stuff, I'm down with that. I mean, what <laughs> else is there in life? <laughs> yeah. All we right. should have him uh, have it on uh, while we weren't recording sometime. Well, oh, you want to do the one where we do our uh, Nick Cage Witcher. movies or our Jim Carrey movies? <laughs> I, have a, I have a segment on my channel called Talk About Nothing where we really just turn on the camera and just see what happens kind of thing. That's exactly it, like, what the discussion. other one is. Like, yeah, while we so, weren't yeah. recording kind of conversations, we just hit live and we go for, for something because it's always like, you need to go watch this movie and then tell us about it. It's like, okay, so we just did that on a schedule yeah. and we're putting it out. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fun. We'll check that out next week for us because we every alternating week. Do we have a topic for next week? Well, there was the topic possibly arguing about The Witcher. Yeah, we're going to fight about The Witcher now. Five out of ten. I'm I'm saying you're not going to get a fight out of me because I'm just going to be like, eh, whatever. Let's go back (laughs) talking about pizza. This is not a topic I'm going to fight over. This is I have no passion for The Witcher whatsoever. This reminds me of his opinions on uh, Murphy in that one episode I was on before. No, no, those I have opinions on. (laughs) <laughs> and listen, 